The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless, let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Data Gurus. I am here today with Thomas Sirianan, Chief AI Officer and Co-Founder of Futurist. Welcome, Thomas. Time to welcome this week's Data Guru. Thank you. Thank you for being. I know it's early for you, so thank you. <laughs> Although you're in the States now, but you're headquartered in Finland. Yes, that's right. Tell us a little bit about what your company does. Yes. So we are helping big corporations like BMW, E.ON, Nordea, on their journey on digital transformation. So we work on, on different levels. So one level is that we build their digital services. So we have software developers, designers, data scientists. And then more and more, the, the starting point is, is solving business problems. So they actually define, this is our problem. Can you figure out a solution using data tech design? Quite often, they actually even don't know the problem beforehand. And the third level is with the C level. So to define how does a business look like in the future? What are the business models? But also very much then about the culture, how to create digital innovation culture, how to make it sort of the existing skill set future capable and so on. So that's what we do. 500 people in, in Finland, Sweden, Norway, Germany and London, UK. Wow. And how long has the company been around for? 18 years now. Oh, wonderful. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So let's start with, we met at the IIEX conference in June, and obviously there was a reason why you came to that conference. So how does your company fit in the whole market research data landscape? The most interesting topic about IIEX for us is that, that we see a trend in, in sort of when creating new products, sort of like we've been talking a lot about experimentation and trying out and, and handling uncertainty that way. But more and more, we see an opportunity for this kind of observation-driven approach as well. So that instead of like experimentation, we actually observe what goes on in social media. We observe how customers behave. And we actually can, using data and AI, directly create product services that fit the, fit the customer needs. And, and I think that is a really important sort of shift, how products are defined and innovated. Interesting. So historically, you've used probably internal company data to drive a lot of your consulting and solutions. And now you're integrating customer feedback and social media listening and different inputs as well. Yes. And also figuring out how can we actually create this kind of dual value products where actually we give consumers or clients some sort of product that they can use. But at the same time, we get insight how and what they would like to use. So that's the sort of the overall picture. Interesting. So I know we've talked about culture and how data and artificial intelligence impacts culture. What's your observation after spending so much time in this space and working with different clients? Yes, actually. And, and even broader observation is that we're actually in the middle of two different cultural changes at the same time. So one is from this traditional sort of top-down corporate culture into sort of digital innovation culture, which is about experimentation, bottom-up, empowering the people. And at the same time, we are seeing this data-driven culture change 
we're actually we are not talking about sort of like more uh, experimentation but we are more more talking about where we have the data that gives us the right answers and when making decisions we're talking about probabilities instead of like opinions and so on so and i think this will actually also impact a lot organizational cultures in in the future in terms of sort of how how decisions are made how uncertainty is handled how individuals actually can take more initiatives how do we help people to make better decisions so we actually can make more non-hierarchical organizations where we can actually support everybody to make broader decisions. So you feel like the data will have accessibility to more people, more employees, and hence empower decision-making at different levels of an organization? Yes, definitely. And I'd imagine that managing that shift is very difficult. Yes, and I think that that there will be sort of like several cultural classes in in terms of like, in terms of individual, what is my role, what is my sort of power, what is my sort of like decision-making authority and and how does the whole thing work. But I think that overall, when when looking at what kind of organizations we want to build, we want to build sort of high-performance organizations where people have a lot of autonomy and so on. I think this is a good change and good trend on, on that journey. Have you seen from your experience the shift occur already or are we in the middle of the shift? I think we are in the middle. I would say that, that we are starting the shift. We are in the middle of this kind of digital innovation culture shift where we mm-hmm. talk about more about agile organizations, innovation, experimentation. But I think this data-driven organization culture is just starting. Also, when I think about the leaders of these organizations, their yes. roles have to be redefined a bit as well. Yes, definitely visionaries and empowering people to make decisions, but at the same time, almost be 10 steps, 15 steps ahead in terms of where's the organization going. Yes, definitely. And I think that also, like, it requires completely different kind of mindset for the leaders. Instead of our own personal opinions, leaders need to sort of ask, where do we have the data? Where do we have the right answers instead of my opinions? And it doesn't become this kind of battle of opinions, but more like who has the best data sources, who, who can ask, analyze the data best. So tell us some of the challenges of adopting this type of <laughs> model uh, within organizations or even adopting AI. I think the sort of the overall, what is an interesting, like let's say four or five years ago, there wasn't that much interest in, in data and AI. Now, currently, the interest is really big. That's really good. But at the same time, we see several challenges in <clears throat> moving away from kind of visioning and, and interest to actually making practical solutions. And number one issue that we see is that there's a huge gap between the business people and the data science and AI people. So the gap between understanding what can be done with AI, what is what can be done with data, how does it impact business models, what are the opportunities, that is a big one. And I think that both sides of this kind of gap, both on the data science AI part, we need to actually understand better client business, company business, and at the same time, leaders, business people need to understand much better the data and AI capabilities. That's one issue. The second issue is quality of data. In quite many, for example, construction industry or very many other industries, the quality and the amount of data is not very good. Even if we have data, quite often we are lacking the target data. When you talk about quality of data, is it just that it's not consistent, it's not inputted properly, it's not tracked? What does that really mean? Uh, it means that, that there are issues, there are problems, there's like not consistent, like in different systems, so it's spread out to the organization, the same things are, are used, the different labels. So it Got takes it. huge amount of time. In a typical case that when we work with data, roughly 90% of the time goes to actually preparing and cleaning the data. And I think I would imagine in large organizations, it sits in multiple places and it doesn't exactly. report yeah. into one area at all. 
and who owns the data what are the what is the access control how to get access to the data and it's not and, and even like it's not just like we can we might get access like one time access to the data but then that's not good enough we need access right. to the data streams so so making all this happen is is a really big issue and then the third one is is actually that that currently still the cost of individual data and ai mvps minimum viable products is rather high Although the sort of the available libraries, available tools that, for example, Google provides, Facebook provides to developers, those are improving day by day. But still, it is quite high investment because typically these kind of cases are exploration cases. We don't know beforehand exactly what we can achieve, mm-hmm. what is the final outcome. So it's more like exploring. And, and when exploring, it typically means that then the sort of the cost of one exploration, one iteration should be rather low. And they are still, in my opinion, they are rather high. We are talking about easy $100,000, which is too high. So I think that if we can solve within the next few years or soon these three topics, like one is that there's a more understanding across the boundary between data and AI and business. We have much more mature tools and, and products that actually make it cheaper to do the experimentation, actual sort of implementations. And then thirdly, the organizations start now collecting and cleaning data mm-hmm. that is relevant for them. Then actually, I think that we can start seeing the sort of the fulfilling the visions that we currently have around data and AI. Who do you typically, when you talk to organizations about experimenting and trying AI, who in the organization do you typically target to speak to and make that decision saying, yes, let's try this? It depends a little bit on the organization, but quite often it's somebody on the innovation side or, mm-hmm. or on, on C-level. So, and, and then, of course, some organizations are like media. Of course, media is very far on this journey already. Right. So, of course, they have very sophisticated yeah. and mature organizations and so on. But, but I'm not more talking about different organizations. Do people have... AI people and data scientists in the organization typically when you talk to them or is it something that you bring to the table? We bring the, the, the skill set to the table. So of course, again, in media companies, the, there's typically the hybrid team so that they're both from the client side, but also from our side. But, but when we talk about different industries, typically the team is from our side, the data science team. And I always wonder when you outsource this, not outsource, but when you work with another company and you have resources that are working on the data, there's such a sensitivity in terms of that data exposure. How do clients react to that? I don't know. How do you protect against that? And and I think the one topic is that we mostly will work in customer premises. So because I think that, and and then of course, depending on the case, there can be certain kind of procedures, processes to make sure that the data is safe. And, and there can be, in, in, in extreme cases, there can be security checks for people. There's also some, and, and we are working quite a lot in terms of also sort of improving all the sort of, and, and even the documentation audit trails of our own data processes so that this topic can be handled. But you're right, sometimes there is sensitive data that needs to be handled really carefully. I've always wanted to ask, so when we talk about artificial intelligence, what's your definition of artificial intelligence? <laughs> it, it sounds really good. <laughs> yes. And I think that, that of course, like there's a, it's a fine line between data science and artificial yes. intelligence. And also like before really answering your question, I think that quite often when people read about like Google's AlphaGo or AlphaZero, we are, that's the impression of what AI and data science is. Of course, those are the, the sort of the high-end applications, but quite right. often actually actually we get really good results with with more traditional 
like tools it's like even linear regression is sometimes really powerful tool using data so i would say that for me i've kind of stopped trying to define artificial intelligence versus the others i'm just the way i see it is that whenever we actually building product services or improving the company operation using data and getting the inside out of data whether it's linear regression whether it's deep neural networks or whether it's bayesian systems i don't exactly that much sort of mind what we the definition. call it. <laughs> yeah, right. the definition. Yep. Yes. The data is the key part. Like like we get the inside automatically out of the data instead of like individual human like rule set. And I often wondered when you define the rules, that's mm. a lot of discussion with the client and discussion with how do you get everybody in an organization aligned or stakeholders yeah. aligned in terms of that rule definition. Is that take a long time? I think that more and more in terms of if we talk about like sort of rule-based systems, I think that more and more we try to avoid rule-based systems, more directly data-driven, so we get the sort of the outcome directly out of the data. And of course, in certain cases, we have rule-based elements in systems. But I think this is, for me, this is a kind of definition between, for me, if if we go back to your previous question about artificial intelligence, whenever people are building the exact rules, then I don't consider that much as an artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. But when we get to the rules or the inside automatically out of the data, whatever the means is by the systems, then I consider it as a artificial intelligence. So it's, it's the technology that's making us a little bit smarter versus us setting the rules and saying this is how it should be. Yes, exactly. Okay. Thomas, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate <laughs> it. And I'd love to have you back in the future as we progress in this cultural shift with data and leadership and cultural change. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Data Gurus Podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.